it's now time for an in-depth look dedicated to all things pertaining to the New York Red Bulls, tackling all of the latest news and happenings both on and off the pitch. This is the Fall of Bulls Podcast. Following a hard-fought 1-0 victory in Philly, the Red Bulls headed to the final week of the 28th season with a chance to make MLS history. We look back at the win over the Union and preview their decision day encounter with Orlando City. Hi everyone, welcome once again to the Fuller Bulls podcast where we're talking all things New York Red Bulls and a big decision day weekend coming up for the club. Alongside Alfredo Fumasas, I am Mike Corbett. Uh, we're going to review the Philadelphia game and some playoff scenarios for the Red Bulls heading into the final week of the season. There's still the supporter shield on the line and, you know, home field advantage throughout the postseason, as well as possibly setting a single season MLS mark for both wins, which they've already matched, but also points in the season. Of course, follow us on our Twitter page at FOBS Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes or find us on Podbean and now on Spotify. Uh, Alfredo's got that set up for us as well. Um, Alfredo, uh, just to see how you're doing. I haven't talked to you in about a week or so. How you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. Uh, looking forward to this uh, decision day. Uh, yeah. I, I love how the uh, the MLS loves loves to commercialize uh, every single round of uh, of play. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a, a theme to it. It's it's so American, you know. Well, you know, I'll just say right now the MLS team of the week, which both Luis, Luis Robles and Kaku made the bench for. It's the MLS team of the week presented by Audi. So it's. <laughs> It's not, it's not even just the, the Audi MLS team of the week. It's the MLS team of the week presented by Audi as if, you know, Audi's driving them up and then presenting all these guys. Here's your team of the week. But nonetheless, the reason why both Kaku and Luis Robles made the, the bench for the team of the week is because the Red Bulls went down to Chester, Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia, and they defeated the Philadelphia Union 1-0, thanks to VAR, which has been very good to the Red Bulls this season. Um, initially, there was a handball in the box by Harris Medujanin, which was initially missed by referee Ted Uncle, but following a stoppage in play, he was alerted that he might want to take a second look. He did award the Red Bulls a penalty, since there was no Daniel Royer playing, or there wasn't a Kamar Lawrence either, Kaku stepped up for Royer, who normally takes the penalties. He converted the penalty for his sixth goal on the season. It was a second from the spot on the season, and all six of Kaku's goals have been um, game-winning ones. So he's a, you talk about a clutch player. He's sort of a, uh, the anti-Yankees and the, the ALDS this year. Luis Robles. The other guy we just mentioned recorded two saves for his 13th shutout in MLS play in 2018 and his 62nd clean sheet of his career, which moves him into a tie for ninth place in MLS history with uh, New Jersey native Tony Miola. How about that? So uh, Robles keeps on climbing up the, the charts in MLS history. Uh, another milestone, he recorded his 100th career win in MLS, becoming only the eighth goalkeeper to reach the mark in the, the history of the league. For the franchise highlights, Red Bulls recorded their 21st victory of the season, along with Atlanta United, who also won the 21st game this past Sunday when they beat Chicago. The Red Bulls moved past the 2014 Seattle Sounders and the 2017 Toronto FC, which was just last year, for the most wins in one regular season. It was also the Red Bulls' eighth road win on the season. That's also a franchise high for the club. 
And the Red Bull is unbeaten in 11 of the past 12 matches. Now, despite all that, the Red Bulls remain one point behind Atlanta United heading into the final week of the season. Um, before we get into a lot of different playoff pictures and what could happen, what might not happen, blah, blah, blah. The game itself, Alfredo, it wasn't pretty all around. It usually never really is uh, going down to Philadelphia, whether it's even in the cold weather or the warm weather. It is always a bit of a challenge. Um, yeah, Philly also tends to have tough teams. And even if they don't make the playoffs, they usually tend to have tough teams and give the Red Bulls a hard time, even in uh, up in uh, Harrison in Jersey. Yeah. And it just looked as if the first – you know, lack energy in the first half from the Red Bulls. And although – you know, it was proven to be a correct call. They needed uh, VAR to help them win the game. As they said, trips at Philly, they're always tough. There's no Kamar Lawrence. There's no Daniel Royer. Mark Shikowsky had to come off at halftime. I believe it was, uh, he had some cramping or stiffness in his in his calf. Uh, Chris Armour said he is, uh, he's been training this week. He's, he should be okay. You know, and the supporter shield, home field advantage still on the line. Is that really the effort you wanted to see from the, the Red Bulls this past uh, Sunday? Yeah, look, anytime you play Philly is going to be a hard-nosed game with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, strong challenges. Uh uh five yellow cards on the night. Uh but I I think that uh, yeah, I, I I know I think I know what you're saying and I understand what you're saying about the lack of of intensity. I mean, the Rebels who were at least the first half pretty much. It was just Yeah. It just wasn't there. And the Rebels that are usually known uh, for um, for for their possession, they had uh, only thirty four percent of possession as opposed to what they usually do, which is uh, quite a lot. They weren't as sharp in the passing category either. Uh, but it was it was it was one of those battles between two teams that don't really uh, like each other. I mean, uh, the PK call. I thought it was the they were, it was the right call. Some people. Uh, uh, some people might think that, though, you know, th this is fixed because the league wants to make sure that decision day is decision day, <laughs> right? So you could you could look at it that angle, but I thought it was the right call. That are on the line of this past Sunday as well, but yes. Yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, for all the possession that Philly had, they only had two shots uh, on target, which really showed how stingy uh, the New York defense and how solid the New York's uh, defensive efforts uh, were to make sure they neutralized uh, uh, Philly. And then just uh, the Rebels find a way to get a goal. So uh, no Royer, uh, no Kamar Lawrence, which is arguably the probably the best left back in the in league. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Rebels managed to get that goal. And look, three points is three points. And, and you know, you keep the dream alive uh, to uh, get your, your third shield in, uh, in six years. So... Uh, significant win for 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 the rebels but i think i know what you're saying about uh you know should they be playing with a little bit more urgency uh if uh if they indeed uh you know are in this fight for the shield which they are so i i understand what you're saying at least in the first half it is they were a little bit of lackadaisical um yeah. but I, the I, defense I carried them yeah i don't know if i had to do with coming off the international break just so could be could be together as well but it, it just seemed to me for a team where there's it, it's not necessarily a deadwood game this is not as if we're all right the red bulls are just locked in second place and you know there might be a chance they might be caught you know by nycfc which is not the case i'm just saying in a different scenario 
where you might say, ah, well, you know, they just take the, the foot off the gas a little bit because they're they're comfortable in their position. There is still a lot to play. Sometimes you don't have it. We saw it the game uh, against Montreal uh, a few months ago where they went up to Montreal right before an international break. They lost 3-0. But there, there was also a bunch of you – know, sometimes you're going to have those games where th- stuff that doesn't work for you and you, you played a bunch of games in a row. It, I understand sometimes you go out there and things might not be going your way where the passes are off or, you know, shots are going wide for some reason, but it just, the energy a little bit, it just seemed like it was Philadelphia, the one, but you know, which also Philadelphia probably didn't really make the much of um, the possession and the opportunities that were presented to them in the first half as well. So I guess, you know, all around, you know, it was an ugly match, but the three points is, is what's, what's really pretty and what really counts the most. Yeah, that's it. At the end of the day, three points or three points. I was just thinking this, um, just looking <laughs> at the, the, the MLS Cup playoff picture here, writing down some of the notes where Atlanta United, they remain one point ahead of the Red Bulls. Atlanta has 69 points on the season, which is now tied with the 2017 Toronto FC. Remember them, the greatest team of all time. Um <laughs> For most points in a single season, Atlanta can move ahead of them as they, this Sunday, as well as the Red Bulls. But, you know, the Red Bulls might be moving ahead of them, but it might not be the record anymore yeah. if Atlanta wins. Atlanta does have to head up to Toronto to play the 2018 version of TFC, which is nothing like last year's club. Uh, weather is supposed to be in the 40s, 40% chance of rain. I'm just wondering how much maybe TFC goes, hey, you know, we don't want to see them, you know, set the record that we just set last year here on our field, sort of put, you know, or at least they've, they've matched it, at least go ahead of them. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much is left in Toronto's gas tank, but I was just looking at this, Alfredo, where we always talk about that's so Metro or typical Metro <laughs> or same old Metro. How would it be where the Red Bulls surpassed the current single season mark for wins for an MLS team in a season and it eventually surpassed the current single season mark for points earned in an MLS season, but still wind up not having not only the best record, single season record, but not even having the best record this year and not even having home field advantage in your own conference, finishing second place in your own conference. That would be a typical Metro slash Red Bull moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. But look, I think that as a, as a Red Bull, you can't be uh, dissatisfied with what, what has gone on uh, this season. And as you mentioned, a lot of milestones, uh, franchise records for the club. So as a fan, yes, that's there's always that that's so metro moment that usually happens during a season or happens in the early rounds of the playoffs. So I think that the um, Red Bull fans are a little bit uh, cautious uh, to get way too excited. Uh, but I think that this is a season that you have to be very proud of what you accomplished. Now, Red Bull fans also would like to think that the fact that the, the record for the most points in one season is on the balance here between Atlanta and Toronto. And that might serve as motivation for Toronto. Uh, I think that the Red Bulls have to feel a little, a little positive about it, but the that's so Metro moment would be that if Atlanta loses and the Red Bulls loses to the, one of the worst teams in the MLS yeah, this season. That, that, that would be, that would be the, the same old Metro. <laughs> it would be, I guess, you know, in a way with them, 
uh, looking at it really hit me maybe just a couple of weeks ago when I was reading it where where the Red Bulls were getting maybe within one or two or, or three wins of matching the all-time record then counting out how many games left in a season. And I'm going, wow, just re- to really look back, you know, from the start of the season when, you know, they were taking on the Champions League and, and you know, some of the matches that they've dropped along the way, where you just look at the, you know, the record that they've compiled where I, I, I think it's sort of gets overlooked. I think even by the Red Bull fans too. And I think yeah. part of it has to deal with just what the history of the club, as you said, come playoff time where you always expect, you know, the, the Charlie Brown moment when he comes running up to kick the football and Lucy yanks it away. <laughs> but I, I just remember last year with, with Toronto FC, with them setting the records and everyone was talking about how great of a club this was and the marks that they were setting. And then you just look a year later and, and a lot of the, the attention has been on Atlanta, which now has some issues of their own as well with uh, Martinez. Also, he stopped scoring goals. Almiron is um, banged right. up. We don't know about his status. And it looks like Tata, you know, Tata Martino, they were came, coming out today, was saying you know, he's going to depart the club at the end of the season. He might wind up becoming Mexico's head coach. Mm. But it, it almost seems as if the, the Red Bulls are, are really getting overlooked where, you know, how great this season has been. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that, look, best record against West Conference opponents. We absolutely dominated West Conference West uh, Conference opponents this year. Uh, a, a very good record. And as you mentioned, all the minus, milestones that they've hit, n- not too shabby. But because of the record that we've had in the postseason, people are not just celebrating and, and, and feeling happy about the season yet until that MLS Cup is in the bag. Yeah. And looking ahead to the final week of the season here with, with some of the standings, regardless what happens this Sunday, both the Red Bulls and Atlanta, they're going to be one and two, uh, both in the Eastern Conference and in MLS overall. And they'll get conf- they'll get buys to the conference semifinals. NYCFC, Philadelphia and the surging D.C. United have to watch out for them. They've all clinched playoff spots. Their positioning hasn't been locked out, so that's part of the whole decision day there. So you, you can see them all mix it up and see where they wind up. Uh, Columbus, they control their own destiny to clinch the last spot in the East. If they falter, the Montreal Impact can snatch that final spot from them. For the West, in one of all the scenarios, you go to MLSsoccer.com. I'm not breaking out everything. I do know that <laughs> uh, the fight in Mike Pecky's Royal Salt Lake their season is done because there's an odd number of teams, so they are not playing this weekend. But right now, they sit in the final playoff spot in the West. They're one point ahead of the Galaxy. I'll take a look yeah. at that quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the one point ahead of the Galaxy. Um, Galaxy play. They're playing Houston. Houston's been haven't been that good of a team this year. So, uh, you know. Our buddy Mike Pecky might be uh, sitting out the postseason. That, that, that's going to be a tough one. You're sitting there not even playing and have to watch it. That, that's sort of the moments that you try to avoid with this whole decision day stuff. But we'll see what happens with him. Um, for the knockout stage games, they will be taking place on Halloween on um, October 31st. And on November 1st, uh, the, the knockout games there. And first legs will start a few days later on November 4th. The Red Bulls, regardless if they're finishing one or two, they'll be on the road for the first leg. So they'll be playing at home for the return leg 
which will be November 11th. And then a few days later, it's an international break again. So that that's really perfect right between, you know, this conference semifinals and conference finals. Got another international break. Yep. I hate international breaks. Yeah. So with all that said and done, we go on to this Sunday, 4.30, all the games kick off. The Red Bulls at home at Red Bull Arena, MSG2 with the broadcast. That's one of the alternate channels to MSG. I guess it might be some hockey and some basketball games on if they're on MSG2. It's one of those ones that only come up and they're activated if they're, if there's a game. You know, yeah. MSG Plus are always on, but MSG2 only pops up if they need it. Looking at the temperatures, looks to be in the mid-50s. Possible chance of rain later in the evening. So it could be a, a dry one at least for, for kickoff. Yeah, mid-50s. That doesn't seem like too bad of weather. Maybe it will affect the guys coming up from Orlando. Orlando City, they've been, they've been terrible. Um, we were talking before. Uh, we might have been talking about it before on air or off air where, you know, their season was pretty much this past week when they beat Columbus uh, yeah. for, their, for their home finale. They've had another terrible season. It seems like they're getting worse every year since their expansion season where they almost made the play. Oh, they were in play. I don't want to say they almost made, they were in playoff. They were in a fight for a playoff spot up until I think the second to last game of the year, but they've been, they've seemed to get worse and worse each year. Last place in the conference, only eight wins and 28 points on the season. They've conceded 73 goals in 33 games. They have <laughs> negative 30 goal differential. Lost the last 13 road games. Yes. But here we go though. Back in March, this was um, controversial. Uh, I bring this game up. Orlando did beat the Red Bulls. It was a wild encounter down in Orlando, down in City Beautiful, four to three. They scored a goal with about four minutes left. That's when it was a shot bounced off the guy's butt. It went the opposite direction that Robles was going. That was the winning goal. It was only a few minutes after Aaron Long had headed in one that looked like the game was going to end in a 3-3 draw. There was a bit of controversy in this one because this was the game when um, – and it, it seems like Orlando City fans have been reading some stuff, how they always bitch, as they always say, the, the, the refs are against them, the leagues are against them. Well, here's one where it appeared that Dom Dwyer had barreled into Luis Robles in goal. We looked to impede Robles from making a save. It wasn't called. The goal was allowed. It turned out later on they lost a game 4-3. to three. It was also where uh, young Kyle Duncan looked like he was starting to make a name for himself at the Red Bulls. He tore his ACL. He was out for the year. So you, you look at – I don't want to look at all these different games, Alfredo, where you go, oh, if they – you know, I, 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 the, the New York City game where they lost 1-0 um, – you know, it was Chris Armis's first game. Yeah, you would have hoped they would have held on to the draw, but sometimes you lose games like that. The game when the Red Bulls lost to Chicago two to one at home, where they barrage Chicago, but they lost. So, you know, sometimes games like that happen where all right, you just got to chalk it up. The the time they lost to Montreal three nil, eh, they wore down. But it was th this game in particular where they don't get the point in that one, and I also think. The Red Bulls game when they were at NYC, the second time they played at, at Yankee Stadium, where they had to settle for a 1-1 draw against nine-man NYCFC. Now you're looking at the standings now, Alfredo. They sit a point behind uh, Atlanta. If they would have drawn that game, if that game ended 3-3, just looking at all the, all the stats for that game, the Red Bulls would have the same exact record right now as Atlanta with same win, same draws, same losses, same amount of points. 
the goal differential would be the same. It would come down to goals for which Atlanta has, I think, about eight more goals than the Red yeah. Bull. But that just goes to show you where people go, oh, it's early season. Now you're looking at it coming down to the final week of the year where the Red Bulls need to win and get help to to win the supporter shield. Well, you know, it is early season. And that was also a game where the Red Bulls were resting guys because they were balancing the, the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah. OK. I mean, there's a lot of ifs, right? Uh, you yeah. know, if 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 my grandmother had that balls, yeah. she would be my grandfather. You know, so that that's a lot of that's a lot of ifs. But uh, as you mentioned, every point is pressure and you uh, precious, and you never know. Last, man. It's... Uh, you never know at the end when you're gonna need that one point. But uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I think it's been uh, a tremendous fight between. Two very good teams in Atlanta and the and the and the Red Bulls, and neither team uh, giving an inch to to the other. Um, and it, look, it's been entertaining. It's been entertaining, and it's a shame that both these teams uh, will uh, most likely eventually have to play each other uh, before the MLS Cup, which yeah. I think it should be a marquee game. Uh, because I don't think there's a team in the West that's that's as good as as both of these teams. So it's going to be a, a a marquee matchup or or an anticipated final, if you will, if these two teams uh, meet each other in the in the conference finals. Yeah, and one thing you have to look for with Orlando coming to town, uh, they seem like a dead team walking. But you have guys like Sasha Kleschen who were traded in the off season. You know, and now he's looking at the Red Bulls, all the success they're having this year without him. He was the captain, and he was traded away. Um, there, there is maybe a little bit of concern about that. Maybe the Red Bull. I, I don't think, as I said um, last week, you know, heading into the Philadelphia game, maybe I was a little bit more confident than I should have been compared to where the whole San Jose game we're really yeah. worrying about. But this is the one where. I'm trying to come up with things where the Red Bulls might. I, I don't think they'll be overlooking Orlando City in this one. No. Where saying, "Oh, they're, they're a crappy team," you know, we're just going to roll right through. I think because they they won't be distracted this game, and maybe they remember what happened early in the year. But I think also, first and foremost, they want to put on a show for the fans for the final oh, yeah. regular season home game as well. Yeah, no, look, absolutely. Like I was mentioning, I think that uh, Orlando as their their season is done. They closed out their season. Uh, they put in their last effort last uh, week in front of their fans to close out. You know, to to close out their their home games or home stands uh, for the season no, with the win. It's going to lay penalty uh, into that game, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and Sasha has been. Remember when you did some penalties for the Red Bulls in the the Champions League? Okay. Yeah, he, he used to be yeah. the well, he was the assist leader for the Red Bulls, and I think for the league also the past couple seasons. Yeah. And this year, I I read the, the, and I forget if it was eight or. Eight assists that he's recorded all season compared to usually 18 to 22 that he usually has. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, so forgive me if I'm if I'm making a mistake. But but the the, the, the assists that he has gotten this year have been not even close to what he's usually uh, producing every season. Yeah, there's always that thing uh, playing with a chip on his shoulder, um, you know, against your 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 former team uh, that traded you for two guys that. Uh, 
don't even play for these <laughs> for these Red Bulls. Uh, but uh, you know, it's always something to be cautious about. But I, I think the the rest of it, uh, of the team has already closed closed it out. Um, I think they're just going to play the game just for for the sake of of fulfilling the calendar. Uh, I think they're done. I think they're done. But uh, you know, I think that the Red Bulls again have to approach it with. Uh, with seriousness, have to put this game away, and uh, there's a, a very good chance that the rebels may be celebrating at the uh, at the end of the game, depending how the game goes up in uh, in Toronto. Uh, I mean, the both games are are going to be played at the same time. Yeah. So at the end of the ninety minutes, the rebels may may celebrate with their fans if they if Atlanta slips up what how, how do they do that do they have a do they have a, a an extra supporter shield that they they have uh, that they whip out I don't think that uh I don't know they I don't think they would have two I don't think they have two but well, here's I'll, the, I'll tell you this though I know there's more than one Stanley Cup when it comes to the NHL I think it would be. They, they, they have the, the one that they present on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the one that the players, whoever wins the Stanley Cup, where they have their day with the Stanley Cup back in their hometown, they, they have that cup. Yeah. But there's always a Stanley Cup that's on display at the Hockey Hall of Fame that you can take pictures that has all the engravings, all the, the, the team names who won, or all the players who won, and stuff like that. That's the original one. No, no the original is no, no, that's the one that's actually a replica. The one, the one that, that Hall of Fame is the replica. The one that's on display that you can go and stand there and take a picture with. I figured the the, the original one would be the one that's on display. Then no, no, the original one is the one that they present to you on the ice. Oh, uh, okay. The one that's um that goes with the, the players. The one that's on on display that you can take pictures with. You could go up and like put your arms around it. You could if you have a little kid, you can have them you know sitting in in the top of the cup. So that's the one they just sort of let. So the the original the original Stanley Cup is the ones that guys take uh, take it on a boat and go fishing in lakes and stuff like that. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but look, I don't know. But here's the thing: if the Red Bulls win, they have a chance to celebrate in, their, in front of the fans. If the if Atlanta wins, they're being at a at an away field, so they don't they won't have the same opportunity. But the, I'm sure they'll still celebrate, but they won't have their fans to celebrate with. Yeah. Yeah, but you know that'd also be something where you you talk for for Toronto FC, you know, having uh, you know raising the supporters' shield in your stadium, and also a year later another team comes in and raises the same trophy you were raising the year before while you're making plans, you know, vacation plans for the off season. But then again, you think about Toronto. You go, oh, look who will be helping the Red Bulls—the same team we got to a ball with in the tunnel or a playoff game last year. So it's almost like a catch twenty-two for TFC, who probably just going, "All right, we want this season done and get out of there." So yeah. I think the Red Bulls do come out. Like they 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 win this game two nil, three nil, something like that. You know, who knows? Maybe Sasha puts in one goal, something like that. You know, yeah. on his return to Red Bull Arena. I think they do win. But I don't think they're going to get the result that they are hoping for up in Toronto. I, I could see maybe Toronto putting in a, in a fight, but I, I could see Atlanta at least scraping by and getting the three points that they need, uh, unfortunately, for Red Bulls. But you know what? Here's a good question for you. Just saying that they both do go through in, in their conference semifinals and they do meet in the conference finals – they always say the home field goes to the to the team that has the second leg, but 
I guess there could also be some sort of advantage playing the first leg at home, getting the goals that you want, than knowing going to on the road where, yeah, you could just, you know, get one goal to start and that could really throw off the whole aggregate and put more of the pressure on the home team. Uh, yeah. There are ways uh, – that's what it's pretty much going to come down to, regardless of the supporter shield, of the, the, the nice shiny disc you know, that you can put cheese and crackers on. You know, regardless, I guess it all just comes down to how you look at it, hosting or playing in that conference final, if it is indeed you're meeting Atlanta, uh, you know, making the, the pros and cons of having the first leg at home or, you know, going on the road for the first leg. So that yeah. just all tosses up. Yeah, I think you could that there's pros and cons to to either or, I think. And there's yeah. guys that will believe that uh closing out at home is a bigger advantage. There's guys that feel that opening up at home is a bigger advantage. So it I mean it all it all depends. I think it all depends. And it really depends on what you do in that first game, whether you're playing away or playing home. I think that the advantage is gained on our first game and not so much on the second game, but you know, I think, I think you could go either way. You could either look at it both ways, but uh, yeah, I know. Look, Toronto, it's like playing a game of, uh, of connect four where it, regardless of whether you put, you drop your, 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 your thing, you're going to lose either way. So it's either, it's either you beat Toronto and you prevent them from breaking your record and you help the rebels get your, your rival, the rebels that you, that you've had such uh, trouble in, in, you know, the fracas and and the tunnels and stuff with them this, this year and you help them get, or, you know, you just uh, give up your, your record to Atlanta. Yeah. Well, either way, even if both the Red Bulls and Atlanta win, they're both going to surpass uh, Toronto FC's mark that they set last year. So that 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 would be a bit amusing. All right, just some a few more things before we sign off here. Um, Red Bull Two, they're currently in the USL playoffs, and they went down to South Carolina and beat the Charleston Battery one nil. Tom Barlow had the lone goal of the contest. So congrats to the Baby Bulls. They move on to meet FC Cincinnati this Saturday, 4 p.m. at Nippert Stadium. That's where the Red Bulls played last year. The the MLS Red Bulls played last season in the U.S. Open Cup semifinals where they beat them to advance to the final. Uh, this will be the USL Eastern Conference semifinals, and this match will also pit the top two scoring teams in USL. So congrats to those guys. See if they can try to win the title. I think it was, it was 2015 or 2016. When they, when they want it, so see if they can uh, bring it home once again. So good luck to them. Um, it should be a fun decision day. It uh, looks more than likely I'll be able to, to attend a match. So um, hopefully it's good weather. Hopefully it doesn't rain on me. Yeah. Alfredo, it's great talking to you once again. Um, what we'll probably do is come back. I think the games are next Wednesday or Thursday. We'll probably figure it out. Maybe we might do something early in the week or we'll uh, we'll come on right after those games on Thursday and we can record then and then because then we'll know by that time who the Red Bulls will be playing. Yep, but regardless, enjoy the weekend. Uh, be safe, and I'll talk to you next week, Alfredo. Take care, Mike. All right. For Alfredo Fumasas, I am Mike Corbett. Thanks for listening once again to the Full of Bulls podcast.
Be sure to follow us on Twitter at FOBS Podcast, on Instagram at Full of Bulls, and visit our Facebook page and subscribe on iTunes. This has been a presentation of the Full of Bulls Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.